0: What's going on everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, September 29th, the last show before October. We are moving on to one of the best months out of the entire sports calendar. March to me is number one, October it's number two, maybe like even one B because it's a month that's got everything going on think about what's on the menu for all of us in October we got the baseball postseason which I hope will include the Miami Marlins you better believe I'll be getting into a Marlins discussion this hour but the MLB postseason is always awesome the Marlins normally are not in it and I still love the baseball postseason now The Marlins have a really, really, really good chance to get in. They control their own destiny, and there's only 3.1 games to go. Is that the way to say it? Nine innings in a game, and they've got one inning to play? Maybe like a, a half an inning plus? However you want to say it, the Marlins have three games, and then a little bit a tiny little bit, left to go from that game last night in New York. So we got the baseball postseason coming up, hopefully with the Marlins. We got the NFL season in college football. That continues. The NBA and the National Hockey League, that gets going in the month of October. What am I missing? Even MLS, they're, they're playing. They're finishing their season. It's just a tremendous time of the year, always. I didn't really have to include the MLS there. I normally don't. But Messi is on Inter Miami, and he plays when he's not tired and hurt. So hopefully, he'll be playing uh, more games for Inter Miami in the very near future. This year, it's been so good for all of us in South Florida, it's been so compelling. And I'm not even going back to what happened earlier, like what happened in March with the Canes and FAU and the Heat and the Panthers. I'm not even going back that far. I know when we think of 2023 South Florida sports wise, we think of all of that. But I'm talking about right now coming up in October, which begins on Sunday. Why is it so compelling? It's very easy. The Miami Hurricanes and the Miami Dolphins, both of them appear to be awesome. So when your football team is really good, doesn't that make their games more fun to watch? And over the last 10 years or so, why do I even say 10? Let me say 20. Should I even say 30? I'll stick with 20. Over the last 20 years, how fun has it been to watch a Dolphins game or a Canes game? Really not that much fun. Right now, we are having a lot of fun. You go into watching that game knowing that your team is good and your team should win. So it just makes the viewing experience a lot better. So the Hurricanes and Dolphins both appear to be really, really good. The Marlins are on the cusp of a Wild card spot. Three games in Pittsburgh. I looked at the forecast. It's good. It'll be in like the low 60s. No rain. It should be just fine weather for the Marlins to pick up some W's to end the regular season. And then maybe another inning after that in New York. But as I said, the Marlins, they control their own uh, destiny. They could finish... With the third wild card spot and go to Milwaukee, or they could finish with the second wild card spot and go to Philadelphia. Either way, the odds are that come Monday, when I'm with you guys, odds are we are going to preview Marlins postseason baseball. Does it get more exciting than that? Maybe some of you will say, yes, it does get more exciting than that. But at this period of time, sure, if the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl, absolutely more exciting. Heck, if they win a playoff game, that's more exciting. But what we've got right now, if the Marlins can make the postseason, that will be extremely exciting. As far as what's happening here on the show, programming wise, schedule wise, here's what's in my head. Nothing is set yet, but I'm giving you guys the heads up. So, right now, this afternoon, I am doing the show yet again from lovely Medellin. And I'm having a great time here. I'm playing in a poker tournament here. 465 entries. There's nine of us left. And I'm one of the nine. And that will begin a little bit later on tonight. And then I got to figure out what's happening here with the Marlins. Because the plan is to take this show on the road to wherever the Marlins go. At first, I was thinking, okay, they get in, they're going to go to Milwaukee. Then, I'm like, wait a minute. They can get the second wild card spot, which means they would go to Philadelphia. And now, there is a possibility that they will have to finish that game from last night Monday in New York. So, I'm thinking to myself, if they play that game Monday in New York, And the only reason they'll play it is if it means something. How do I not go? How do I not bring the show on the road to New York and be there? It's very hard to make a a flight plan when it could be New York, Philadelphia, or Milwaukee. Unless I book a flight with like two stops, the first stop in New York. And then maybe going on to Milwaukee and... I could cancel the last part and then take a train from New York to Philadelphia, something to that extent. But we're talking about just a couple of days away, and I'm here in Medellin right now because I'm playing in the poker tournament tonight. So I don't know know what the travel plan will be. The Marlins don't know what the travel plan will be. And the main reason I bring that up is I will do everything in my power to bring you a show definitely Monday because the Dolphins hopefully will have just beaten the Buffalo Bills and it's very hard to miss a Monday after a football Sunday. Especially when we've had so far three Mondays. Those are always fun. But I just got to give you the heads up that I really don't know what the travel schedule is going to be like. But I will do everything in my power to bring you a show Monday and Tuesday of next week. It may have to be in an airport lounge or something, but (laughs) I'll do whatever I can. And you can always follow me on Instagram. Just search Andy Slater. And I will do my best to make it feel like you're traveling along with me. That's what I like to do. And that's what you guys like, especially when I'm here in Medellin and I've got all of these unbelievable views I'm surrounded by. It's just amazing here. All right, I got a lot to get to this hour, but I can't until the hour officially
1: begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal.
0: This is a Statement Sunday for the Miami Dolphins, and that's where I've got to begin. That's where I want to begin. That's where all of you want me to begin, except Craig Menderveni, of course. Any Dolphins game in Buffalo is important. Any Dolphins game at Orchard Park is a big deal, but right now it's especially important. You've got two teams who are battling to be atop the AFC East. Not just standing-wise after four weeks. I'm talking about talk-wise, all the discussions, being known as, hey, we are the best team. The team you got to go through to win the AFC East. If you look at the other two teams, the Jets, come on, J-E-T-S, The Jets are cooked. Sorry, Jets fans, but you know you're cooked. Zach Wilson is horrendous, and it's just causing a mess in that locker room, I'm sure. The Jets aren't going anywhere. The Patriots, they got a good defense, but their offense is atrocious. They have no weapons on offense. So forget the Jets, forget the Patriots. It's the Bills or the Dolphins for the AFC East this season, and probably moving forward. Hey, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers back next year. Probably moving forward, it's the Dolphins and the Bills. If Miami goes into Buffalo and wins, think about what the Dolphins will have. The Dolphins will have a two-game lead in the AFC East. And they will have already won two road games within the division. They would be 4-0 overall, and all four of those victories, they're within the conference. That's monstrous. The Dolphins would be in the driver's seat big time. I'm not saying that the Bills would be buried. It's only four weeks, but I feel like it would be difficult for Buffalo to catch Miami if the Dolphins start 4-0, and and they've got a two-game division lead, and you've got two of those victories within the division, and four of them in the AFC. It would be very difficult. On top of that, if you look at the Dolphins' schedule, their next two games after Buffalo They're home against the Giants and then home against Carolina. Those are both games where the Miami Dolphins should be big favorites. So if the Dolphins win on Sunday, the Dolphins are very likely looking at a 6-0 start. Sure, you hear any given Sunday or any given Thursday or any given Monday but how can you not look at that schedule if the dolphins start 4 and 0 and not think this team they got a really good chance to be 6 and 0 i know the dolphins take it game by game as they should but i don't have to take it game by game you don't have to take it game by game unless the you is a coach or a player with the team and that's very well possible I just see this game Sunday as so big. I see it as that opportunity to be 4-0, and then moving forward be 6-0, and then they would head to Philly for a Sunday night football showdown. What a matchup that's going to be regardless. As long as two is fine, that is going to be one heck of a football game. The Miami Dolphins right now just need to keep doing what they're doing. Nobody should be giving them advice. There's no tips to give them. Sometimes I'll come on here and just offer an observation like, hey, you know, run the ball more, try to protect Tua more, use this player or that player more. How could anyone who saw the Dolphins last game against the Broncos come out of that game after watching it and walk away with a take of anything other than keep doing what you're doing? That's it. Just keep it up. Everything the Miami Dolphins did against Denver, it was good enough to beat any team in the league. And yeah, I mean any team. I don't care who that team is. The Miami Dolphins, the way they looked against Denver, they could beat anybody. I think all of the success that the Dolphins are having, it's piggybacking off of the offensive line. I talk about Tua, as long as he's out there and healthy, the Dolphins will be great. He's been sacked one time. How important is that? The whole offseason, got to keep Tua healthy. He's doing the martial arts classes. He's learning how to fall. He's doing all of this to help him in life and also help this Dolphins organization. Through three games, he's been sacked one time. And if you go back and watch that sack, it wasn't even a hard hit. It was more of a gentlemanly, okay, this down is over. Just get down, please, and, and we'll move on. He's been as clean as possible. And on top of that, that offensive line has been so good for the running game. The Dolphins' backfield scored eight touchdowns last week. Four for Mostert, four for A-Chan. Can you get better than that? All of that success, it starts up front. There were holes to run through for the Dolphins running backs. We haven't seen that in years with this team. That's where it begins. We kept hearing for 20 years, gosh, this offensive line is bad. Now, going into the season, I never thought this offensive line was going to be good. But look at what they've done through three games. And then on the other side of the football... The defense, there was some slight bending, but there was no breaking going on. The D was opportunistic. Javon Holland was flying all over the field. He was stripping the ball. Andrew Van Ginkle, the dude's got a knack for the ball on the QB. He's just a guy who makes plays all over the field as well. You can see this defense is getting more and more comfortable with Vic Fangio, and you could also see Vic Fangio's getting more and more comfortable with this defense. He's starting to figure out when to blitz and how to blitz with this group. I would like to see more pressure up front. That would be nice. We haven't seen too much domination in the pass rush. Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb. It would be great to see that. We saw it the last two plays against the Chargers when they had to do it. I would just like to see that a lot more often. I would just like to see the Dolphins get some pass rush without having to bring the house. And then when you look at the Dolphins' opponent, the Bills, I think the Bills, even though this is week four, I think they're going to be desperate to make a statement. They lost their first game, which was a divisional game on the road to Zach Wilson. The Bills badly need to show people, hey, we're going to be in this conversation Don't book that AFC championship game for the Dolphins and Chiefs quite yet. We are going to have a say in this. We are the class of the AFC East, not them being Miami. Josh Allen, he'll be a huge factor in determining the outcome of this one Sunday. He's a gunslinger, and when he's right, he's special. He could hit Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, that Buffalo team. They're capable of big-time plays, but Josh Allen, he's a risk-taker. He can make mistakes, and if he does, the Dolphins' D has got to take advantage of it. I can't wait to see this game on Sunday. We see so much bad football around the league, and then you're going to have Tua and Josh Allen on a good weather day in Buffalo. Two stacked offenses going at it. Even if you don't have a rooting interest in this game, I don't think there's another game on the slate that I would want to watch more than Miami at Buffalo. And while I did say moments ago, I think the Bills will desperately want to make a statement here. I also think Tua wants to make a statement. Remember, Tua was not on that field when the Dolphins were eliminated. Same field last season. It was Skylar Thompson, and that wasn't enough. The Dolphins almost had them, but still. There's a 100% chance that inside that locker room, the Dolphins are saying, remember the last time we walked off this field? Let's never have that happen again. And then, of course, the team has to know, if they win this game, they might not have to go to Buffalo again until next season. Because if they meet, Whatever round it may be, that game might end up in Miami instead, or Miami Gardens. And that would be a huge advantage for the Dolphins. I cannot overstate how much better it is to make one trip a year to Buffalo and do it when the weather is nice, when it's tolerable. I know on television the snow games look really cool. And the Dolphins players can handle the cold weather just fine. But there's no question it's much tougher to go to Buffalo when there's a wind chill of 10 degrees and you've got ice. Going now, playing there on October 1st, major difference from going there on December 1st. And one more thing here about the Dolphins. It's really wild that after Sunday, they will only have four real road games left. That's it. Four, The season just started. They played at LA. They played at New England. They'll have played at Buffalo. And the Chiefs game is in Germany. So there's no real advantage there. The Dolphins will have eight home games left and only four true road games. It's incredible how the schedule got spaced out like that. What's also incredible, the that you'll be surrounded by at Dean's Gold, the Ultimate Gentleman's Club. You wanna celebrate a Miami victory? Head on over to Dean's Gold, and trust me, you will be celebrating. I know a lot of you are excited, but you'll even be more excited when you're surrounded by gorgeous ladies who come from all over the world, and that is why Dean's Gold is the Ultimate Gentleman's Club. The beautiful ladies that you'll see at Dean's Gold, they represent countries from all over the world. You could go to Dean's Gold tonight. You can go Saturday, Sunday, whenever you want. They're open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard that's in North Miami Beach. Enjoy yourself at night or even in the early morning. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. I'm playing in a big poker tournament here in Medellin, and when I am back in South Florida, I play poker at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. In fact, you could play poker with me in my tournament the Slater Scoops poker tournament it happens every single month in the poker room at the Hard Rock and the next one's coming up Tuesday night October 17th put a reminder in your phone right now so you do not forget we are upping the ante there was a $10,000 guaranteed prize pool now it's going to be 20 grand you used to start with 20,000 chips now you're going to start with forty thousand chips, and it will cost two hundred and fifty bucks to enter. It's a twenty grand minimum in the prize pool. You do not want to miss it. Put that reminder in your phone right now. Tuesday night, October seventeenth at six p.m., and you could register until eight fifty-five. It's the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament now with twenty thousand dollars guaranteed in the prize pool at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, and you could look at the entire tournament schedule for the daily tournaments and all the big series, visit Open.com. Speaking of schedules, what about that Marlins schedule? Maybe having to go back to New York on Monday to finish the ninth inning. But it's a good thing because the Marlins have a two-to-one lead and they got men on base. What a series that was at City Field, huh? The first game was postponed due to the grounds crew being terrible. And then last night, the Marlins grind their way to an incredible ninth inning rally to take a 2 to 1 lead. And then the floodgates open. And I'm not talking about as far as runs, like a bunch of runs, no. Like literally the floodgates opened, pouring and pouring and pouring. In New York. Really hasn't stopped. They already postponed their game with the Phillies for tonight. So the rules are if the road team takes the lead in an inning and then the game has to be suspended because of rain or whatever it may be, like last night it was rain, if the home team hasn't had a chance to bat, you've got to finish that game. Now if the wild card race requires it, which it very well may, The Marlins will have to fly back to New York and finish the ninth inning, hopefully with a W. I just want them to get in. Right now, they're in Pittsburgh. They landed at 358 this morning. Just be ready to go tonight. Win this series against the Pirates. Get at least two games. That should be good enough, I would think. But nothing's guaranteed. Winning two games is not guaranteed. At least the Marlins have control of their own destiny heading into this series in Pittsburgh. Sweep them and there's zero question. They're in. And it's totally possible. I'm not going to say they're favored to do it. I'm not going to say I'm expecting them to do it. It's not like the Marlins are some super team here. It's baseball. And the Marlins, they could lose to as easily as they could win to. Once the Marlins are in will it matter where they're seated? If they get the third wild card spot, they go to Milwaukee. If they were to beat Milwaukee, then they would go to Los Angeles. If they get the second wild card spot, they would go to Philadelphia. If they beat the Phillies, then they would go to Atlanta. Either way, I mean the Braves or the Dodgers, it's just just get in. Get in, see what happens. Sandy and Yuri, they're out for the season, so it's not like the Marlins are going to have some dominant team, but you play 162 games, and if you can make the postseason, it's a huge accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment for the players, Skip Schumacher, the front office, Bruce Sherman. The accomplishment of getting into the postseason would be a huge deal, and Marlins fans would be thrilled. I think of the Heat and Panthers barely getting in. And look, they both had a chance to win the title. The best quality of this Marlins team, they're mentally tough. They just don't stop fighting. It's why they're so good in one-run games. It's why they were down one nothing heading into the ninth last night, and Jazz got that big hit, and they took a 2-1 lead. Luis Ariz fell down the uh, steps in the dugout. Supposedly that happened because the lights were off and he just fell. But no matter what adversity this team has faced, they're right there and they control their own destiny. This team has answered the bell. Sure, you would rather have a team as dominant as the Atlanta Braves. But the scary part for teams who may face the Marlins, assuming they get in, this is a scrappy group. They're smart and they grind and they'll fight until that 27th out. They've got that attitude going and if they could just get in, October could get very interesting. And even if they get in and they're out in the first round, this has still been a special season. This team though, they deserve the cherry on top. The postseason appearance, they're worthy of it. They've earned it. If they fall just short, I don't think it does this team justice. Skip Schumacher has been incredible. First season ever as a manager. They moved on from Don Mattingly, a good man and a great baseball guy. Skip Schumacher, he's been brilliant since day one. That was a huge move, a great hire paying immediate dividends for the Marlins. And speaking of paying, you could get paid at Gulfstream Park. Live racing going on every week right now at Gulfstream Park. It is their sunshine meet. And my suggestion is you go to Gulfstream Park, go to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. That's where I love to go. The AC is kicking inside Ten Palms. You get yourself a nice table, you watch the races live right in front of you, you have a fantastic meal. And when you wager, you could wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Head on out to Gulfstream Park any live race day, and they've got racing weekly right now during their sunshine meet. And if you can't get to Gulfstream Park, you could wager from wherever you are in the state of Florida. Download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. I'm going to have Craig Minervini join me momentarily, because I do want to continue this Marlins conversation. They've got this weekend in Pittsburgh. They may have Monday back in New York to finish off that game from last night. It's a really, really big deal. The Dolphins and Bills a huge deal. That's why I led the hour with them. But I do want to chat with uh, Craig about what happened last night and this whole series at City Field, which really is city-unplayable field, especially the way they started that series. Hey, we got big topics here. We got the Dolphins. We got the Canes. We got the Marlins. We got Inter-Miami, who's trying to fleece their season ticket holders by doubling and tripling season ticket prices. Messi's awesome. He's the greatest player in the world, but it's still an MLS game. Are you going to ask people to pay thousands of dollars for it? You want to do something with your money? Contact Trajan Wealth. Let Trajan Wealth help you out. You might want to retire soon. You're thinking there's no way I could do that. There is a way. Contact Trajan Wealth. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with the great people at Trajan Wealth, and they're located locally in Palm Beach. You might handle your money right now. You might have a family member you trust or someone else handling your money, but you're looking at it and you're like, mm, eh, I could do better. You can. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's the best way to get a hold of them. TrajanWealth.com. Or if you want to pick up the phone, you could do that too. 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth design a plan based on your goals. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Friday, Craig Minervini from Bally Sports, Florida, joining us on the Andy Slater Show. Craig, I thought about having you on today regardless, but now that you're running on uh, what, four or five hours of sleep and you were entertaining (laughs) all of South Florida last night, I said I had to have you on (laughs) Uh, how are you, buddy?
1: Yeah, hanging in there. So it was a long night, now, but it's been much longer. What a long uh, month for the Marlins in New York, <laughs>
0: it seems. What did you think about the uh, picture there with the grounds screw in front of uh, the Marlins dugout, like uh, trying to become I, famous uh, or something? Yeah, you know, we were kind
1: of, well, that was, cr- that, you know, after what happened, that was a bad timing or a bad decision by somebody. But I, I haven't seen a uh, manager get into it with a ground screw guy in a long time. But that happened <laughs> last night. We were joking on the air. Could, could you get thrown out? Because it looked like it was getting pretty heated uh, there between Skip and uh, and Met people. Uh, Buck came out afterward. Buck Showalter said, "Hey, look, we, we try to do whatever we could. There's no ill intent. There's no this or that. Huh. Uh, but it looked like clearly in the Marlins, uh, Kim Ang didn't really uh, let too much light or shed too much light on the what happened. But obviously, they were very upset with the way things were handled. You can't control Mother Nature on the other side. Andy uh, it was one of those things too but can you believe I mean seriously that this happened I don't know why they didn't play the game an hour earlier like I think the Phillies moved their game up day before Major League Baseball's been doing that lately I'm surprised they didn't do that
0: well what about Craig if that uh, replay review doesn't take like seven minutes you think that would
1: have helped that would have shaved a good five minutes maybe you're still gonna be bottom nine right Unless the Marlins score, you're not. the game's probably not over. It's just a, a very unfortunate circumstance. This is just me. I don't know why they didn't even consider like they did with Arizona and the Yankees is playing the game today. It, here's my question to you, Andy. Let's say they offered to the Marlins play the game Friday at 2 or 11 in the morning, whatever you want to work out, and you either fly to Pittsburgh and play. Or play a, a, a split doubleheader on Saturday? Would you take that if you were the Marlins? Well, I would counter. You know, I'm I'm, a, I'm a negotiator. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I'm I'm feeling bad already because it's hard to come out on top with you. Well, but go ahead.
0: Well, I, I was I was thinking, Craig. I mean, now that you're asking me questions instead of me just asking you, <laughs> I was thinking, play that game, continue it today, being Friday, and then if you've got to play on Monday. Then you'll play the Pirates Monday. That's, that's you'll, even, you'll already be that's in a, Pittsburgh.
1: That's a better solution than the one I had. Well, I mean, it doesn't take much, but <laughs> except, <laughs> except it would take a home game away from the Pirates, and they might not want that in their final day. That's the only thing you might have to make some financial uh, consideration for that. Soon. Okay, so
0: let you know? me let, let me ask you this because I, I was watching some of the post game. I'm playing in a poker tournament. I'm watching the post game. Uh, I'm seeing all this going on at the same time. You mentioned something, and I know the way your mind works. You yes. mentioned, well, what if this does matter, let's say for seeding on Monday, and yes. the Marlins would rather just play Philly or, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee? Um, will they just say, we're not going to go to New York? Like, we'll take the loss? You know. You
1: know, I don't know the answer to that question. I posed it, but I, like a bad lawyer, I don't know the answer to the question. And to me, uh, I don't, there's a few reasons. Forget even who I'm playing. I don't want to tax Tanner Scott. I don't want to play that game if it's seeding at all. I don't want to travel to New York and then come back to go to Milwaukee. I want to just get to Milwaukee or Philly. Uh, I could care less about that game from seating seeding standpoint. Now, then you've got Arizona, let's say. Now, what if they want the sixth seed? What if they prefer the avenue of Milwaukee, Los Angeles versus Philly, L.A.? Philly, Atlanta. On the Atlanta. other hand, uh, Philly, Atlanta, I'm sorry. On the other hand, Andy, the Marlins, if they want that, they could go to New York, and I'm not saying they would, but and just put Jacob Stallings in in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, you want to lose the game, you can lose the game. That would not be good from an integrity standpoint, but okay, they could probably okay. argue. Who cares about you integrity? Know. Look at look at what the Mets grounds crew just did. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I so the the point you don't want to travel back to New York, you do not for a lot of reasons. Um, and, and and it's possible they won't have to. The game won't mean anything. But you know, now you do, you got into Pittsburgh at four or five in the morning. It's really incredible what, what's happened here this week with the the weather and the way they've handled the situation in New York.
0: I, I look at the scenarios though, and I my head just starts spinning. I've seen people say the chances of them having to go back to New York are slim. But then off the top of my head, I don't agree with that.
1: Do you? No, no, not necessarily because you only have a half-game lead. It's not an even game. So it's a half-game. If the Cubs win uh, a few games, uh, you you basically have to win two or three just to keep pace. The magic number is three. So let's say the Cubs went, uh, what, two and one? We're just talking out loud here. Two and one. Then the Marlins would have to go two and one, right? That would be the three games. Right. If, if you don't do that, you would not clinch. It's very possible against a Brewer club that's already clinched, and a gritty Pittsburgh club that would love to knock the Marlins out. Certainly, Brewers would like to do that to the Cubs, but they have to play on Tuesday. The Pirates don't. It's very possible you go into a, a gritty Pittsburgh. They just beat a couple of really good teams uh, in recent weeks. That you go one and two, especially with potentially two bullpen games. And the Cubs find it and go two and one. And and then, and then what? <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not there. So, you know, it, well, it could while, go the other way too.
0: But. While we have this conversation, again, Craig Minervini with Bally Sports Florida with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Some people out there, Minervini, might be thinking, geez, you know, we're having all this conversation. It's fun and all, but in the end, is it really going to matter because the Marlins, if they get in, they'll be done Um, where do you think
1: this team is other than banged up listen when you get in the playoffs in a three game series anything can happen Uh, the Phillies were were the sixth seed last year and they got through now of course we understand the Marlins are banged up Uh, it yes it matters big time it's big for the organization it's big for fans I think there's a get to the playoffs mentality right now you just want to get there and then who knows Obviously, they're going to be a long shot with the way the ball, the uh, starting pitching is, with the injuries they've had, mm-hmm. of course. But long shots are part of sports. And in a three-game series, they just showed the Milwaukee Brewers they can beat them. They didn't show it the first time in Milwaukee. They just beat two of their three big guys. They're going to face those guns. Milwaukee's going to have a huge favorite. Who cares? This team is, every time you think they're done, they answer. I, I, I think not only that, experience, get to the playoffs. Build something. Who knows? You know, uh, they, You never. Maybe they win around. Maybe they, they. Then the Dodgers are banged up. Maybe you go in and give them a scare in a five-game series. Anything could happen.
0: Craig, did you ever think that it would be Friday, September 29th? The Dolphins would be three and O. The Canes would be four and 0 And we'd be sitting here talking Marlins baseball.
1: <laughs> and the hockey and NBA teams just went
0: to the finals.
1: <laughs> Did you want to throw that one in, too?
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, right now, it's it's no. the Dolphins are going to Buffalo, and here I am. I'm on with you, Craig Minervini, talking Marlins baseball. I love it.
1: Uh, we haven't talked much Marlins in late September, that's for sure, and it's, that's a great thing. Uh, and, by the way, the, some of the crowds that have come out, I know the, the weeknight crowds weren't as good. Great atmosphere for the Brewers. The Braves series was awesome. People are enjoying it. It's good to see. We deserve it down here. Major League Baseball is a great sport. It's forgotten sometimes here, and it's good to see it kind of getting some fans back. Uh, Bruce Sherman said they were going to go to the playoffs. You know, that's his goal is to get to the playoffs. I don't think a lot of people believed him. Uh, but they, they've they got, a you know, as good a shot as anybody right now. Uh, I just wish they would have gotten that game in last night.
0: What do you think about Skip Schumacher? First-year manager? The dude's never managed before? Uh, I mean, <laughs> what what can you say about him? Manager of the year.
1: I think he's the manager of the year. Tori Labello's had a great year with Arizona. He's going to get strong consideration. Uh, and Snitka, of course, the Braves. But if, to take the Marlins club with all their injuries in a rookie year, where you don't forget as a rookie manager, Andy, you're getting to know your players. You don't know them that well. It's You could argue that Marlin fans, observers, maybe even an Andy Slater, uh, coming into February might know the team a little better from than, than the manager who's never really seen him on a day-to-day basis. Uh, so take all that into consideration. It's, it's a terrific job. It's, it's Girardi like, uh, that first year he had Jack McKeon took over team struggling, turned it around, won a world championship. It's in that ilk and Marlin history. I think he's the manager of the year based on what he took over and where this club is. He's been great.
0: You scare me, Craig, by saying manager of the year and Girardi like, because he was manager of the year too. Well, I know that, but I don't want
1: skip to leave. I, 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 no, no. Want, I want him to be. You don't want markets. him to leave, but remember, Girardi was fired. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, uh, and they're not firing Skip Schumacher <laughs> No, no, no. They're,
0: they're definitely not.
1: Yeah, he's been great.
0: Craig Minervini, Bally Sports Florida. Thanks um, for being on television last night and hanging around the studio for hours and hours and hours uh, because people I was reading they were very entertained by you. So I'm sure they got some comments.
1: I didn't even know anybody was watching. To be honest with you, One I in was. the morning, <laughs> I was. I was watching. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were as you were as you were playing with the uh, pocket kings or something.
0: That's. Like right. That. I did it. I had pocket uh, aces twice. I had pocket kings. I'm, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm trying to win my second championship here in Medellin.
1: I told you, you want to lay low down there. You're going to be well known. <laughs> uh, you get <getting> on TV, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're, you're the next Phil Hellmuth of uh, of Cal- Colombia.
0: take care buddy enjoy the game tonight all right have a good one Craig Minervini Bally Sports Florida just an incredible uh, here I am talking about the Dolphins taking on the Bills and the Marlins are still extremely relevant and I love every part of it it's just so great all right that's all the time I got for this Friday afternoon enjoy your football and baseball weekend for now I'm Andy Slater